This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As always, it's a warm welcome to Kerry Dixon for this week's Kerry Dixon Show. How are you, mate? You well? I'm very well, thank you, Dave, yes. Uh, and uh, I presume you enjoyed, you know, what what ended up really being quite a, a comfortable win against Swansea last uh, Saturday. Although, of course, it could have been very different had uh, the referee given them a penalty when Aspie apparently handballed it. I mean, I, I don't think it was a handball myself, but you could have seen it given. Yes, you could have seen them given. Um but once again, you know, on the on the balance of the game, and you know, I know games don't always work out like that. But generally, overall, Chelsea were the better side, as I expected. And uh, you know, the Swansea are an improving side, and you know, they've got a chance of getting out at the bottom. Uh, Paul Clements to be doing a decent job with a resurgent side and giving them confidence. But and and they did okay. But <clears throat> we were the better side. Make no bones about it. And I and I definitely believe we were worth overall a two goal lead. Um, the difference between the two sides. It could always be different with the referee and decision. Every game can, you know, a referee and decision, a, um, a penalty like a sending off or something like that. They can always change games, but, but the balance of the game, I thought it was about right, 3-1, and uh, I thought we would deserve it winners. And, and listen, we saw some wonderful performances. I mean, we, me in particular, have been harping on a little bit about Cesc Fabregas, and once again, he's come, he's proved that in my opinion, anyway, that he's definitely worth a place. Any two out of the three, I'm not saying a Matic or or a Kante isn't, but any two out of the three in certain games has done well this season. And it was Fabregas's turn, and I thought he was excellent on the day. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because we we talked a little bit about that, didn't we, last week? Because uh, we wondered whether he'd get his 300th Premier League appearance, and of course he did. But I think it goes back to a lot of stuff that we were saying, you know, last year, Kerry, about, you know, horses for courses. If you're at home and a team's going to, you know, perhaps be a little bit negative against you, then you do want a player like Fabregas who can, you know, unlock the door more than you need 
uh, a Matic who can secure it at the back. And it was, I, I think a lot of supporters were really, really pleased to see him play. But of course, he put in a, a superb performance, you know, scoring a goal. Could have had two uh, and really pulled the strings all game, I thought. Just kind of proves what a good player he is, really, doesn't it? Yes, and, uh, and the other nice thing about it all is the fact that, you know, um, he could have been one of those players who, who sulked. He could have been the way... He, I'm not saying he's been treated badly. He, you know, he's been left out the side, but it, it seems like uh, the manager, Antonio Conte, has got them all. You know, when you're left out the side and the team's winning, you know, it's obviously tough to grumble because the manager would be doing things right, as we've said before. But he could have grumbled. He's a top-class player, as they all are. And, you know, he could have demanded a move and he could rightly have gone and, and, and so on. But he hasn't. He's decided he's going to stay here. He's in a battle. And he's performed every time he's come in. And he's made the right noises. And he said if he's left out, he's left out. And he wants to try and prove himself to the manager and, and you know, become a part of the furniture here. And I think it's uh, very welcoming. You know, I think it's very good news all round um, that players, modern-day players, are like this. There's far too many of them, you know, get left out and... You know, for whatever reason, they sulk, they start moaning, they want to, new, they want to leave, and you know, I, I, I don't know how I'd react. I've got to be honest. Um, if, if that sort of situation happened to me, but um, nevertheless, uh, I think it's very welcoming from a from a modern player to have that uh, type of view and to continue to come into the side as and when called upon and perform the way he does. And uh, I think it's very good indeed. Yeah, I think that I think you hit on something really interesting there, mate. And uh, you know, I think a lot of the credit is. I mean, I think Fabregas deserves a huge amount of credit for not, you know, throwing his toys out the pram and knuckling down and, and being really professional about it. But I think a lot of credit perhaps has to go to Conte in terms of how he's managed that situation. And a lot of what I've heard is that uh, he, he's got huge respect from the players and and he's really straight with them. You know, there's no kind of mind games. There's, I mean, I I, I I've heard stuff about Mourinho when he was in charge. Not just the not just the last time, the first time as well, that he would blank you totally occasionally, and and there and there was a weird kind of communication there where with 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 Conte he plays it absolutely straight down the line, and this is why I'm doing it, this is what you need to do, but I will give you a chance, and you know it's up to you to seize it, and I think that that I don't know, I mean you you played, I I didn't, is that the kind of thing that would go down well with the players? Do you think? Well, I personally would love that attitude. I think it's the only way mm. to be straight, tell it as it is, even if it's a. Uh, um, person wants to hear um, and if someone was straight with me um, I'd be straight back and you know they would get a response and it was we'd see how we go and uh, I, I think it's the only way to be no player likes to be messed around if they've been told honestly and it is what it is and you're going to get a chance and it's up to you to go and do it you'll know when you get that chance when you go in you've got to do it if you do it and you go in you could you could still then go back in and say Look, hang on every time I go in I'm doing it I want to be in more, more, more than not in. And, uh, you know, Fabregas is certainly laying his case down, as far as I'm concerned. That's not to say Matic isn't. It's not to say Kante isn't. It's not to say any of the others aren't. And it's, uh, it all makes for a healthy squad and, and good team, team morale. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, the other thing with Conte, of course, of course, he, he, he played at the highest level. He's a player, so he understands players, I think. And I think, you know, we're, we're seeing... The benefits of that, I think, in his management and his relationship with this crop of players. Um, talking of a, a, another person who I had, thought had another good game, uh, and that's that's Pedro. And I, I'll be honest with you, Kerry, I saw I saw Pedro last year, and I just thought he, you know, he's, he's clearly a good player, but he can't, he's not going to do it in the Premier League because he gets bullied off the ball, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But he has been absolutely fantastic this season, and 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 you know another goal and 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 getting involved again. 
Um, I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to hear what your take on Pedro is. Well, like you and probably many other supporters, when he first came, I thought mm, just because he's at a big club, we bought him. But he was a bit part player, um, and he's going to be a bit part player for us. But you know, and given the choice, I've been I've asked him Q and A's, William or Pedro, and you know, previously I've pumped for William. I don't think yeah. there's a lot between the two of them. Um, but I have to say, um, I agree with you. Um, Pedro's put in a, as you say, um, to steal one of your phrases, put in a shift and a good shift. Um, mm. You know, he, he scores goals, he produces, and you know, the successful team is all about everyone contributing. And you know, I, I think if you're a forward or a forward type player, you've got to contribute in either assists or you've got to contribute in goals. Um, you know, you can't just assist in running up and down the field. You know, you can get anyone to do that. You, you, you've got to be something. A defender defends and keeps clean sheets and an attacking player attacks and creates and scores goals. You know, that's what's on your CV. So you've got to contribute in some part to that. Um, he's certainly doing that. Um, yes, I, I'm convinced by him. Um, I'm convinced by the whole team ethic. You know, I, I often ask myself and I look at the question and I still think back to the Harry Redknapp um, comment about how many Tottenham, <laughs> Chelsea, Tottenham players would get into the team, and I keep thinking about that. And you know, and, and I try and do that with other teams, Chelsea and players into Arsenal team, yeah. and Chelsea players into Liverpool team, and so on. And and you look around, and, you, and I used to think, well, I'm not sure there's many would, but now, yeah. you know, as the season goes on and performances get better and performances are being maintained. Um, I think a lot of Chelsea players would stand their ground and, you know, you pick players from one team against another side and I think there'd be a fair fair sprinkling of Chelsea players, whereas in the past, perhaps I thought, that, you know, Harry Redknapp might have a, a point to a degree. Um, so, yeah, Chelsea players have done themselves very good. And, I, and I, you know, I'll explain that by how many people would have picked Moses a little while ago, you know, in, yeah. in ahead of, say, you know, a, a particular Tottenham player, Ericsson or something like that. You know, who knows? But these days, well, Moses has is, is become a, a, a regular. Um, and how many players, how many people would pick Alonso? Well, you know, yeah, Alonso is going in, doing well. Uh, we, we've got players who are, who are doing very well, you know, and they're doing it very well on a consistent level. Um, so... Yeah, I've changed my mind a bit, and Pedro's one of them that's helped me make my mind up in a different light. Yeah, it's a really good point. That I'm glad you you mentioned people like Alonso and Moses, and and I think actually in particular, mate, what I like is the fact that you mentioned that it's about the team, and I think if anything comes across, which which fascinates me at the moment, we've got this incredible blend of you know creative players, match winners like Pedro Hazard, Oscar Fabregas. We've got people like Louise at the back. Um, but in in the mix of all of that, you've also got some really un, unsung heroes like Aspilicueta, who who always puts in a consistent performance. You have got Alonso that nobody thought was any good. Monzo uh, Moses the same, and and right at the heart of that, in a sense, I think you've got kind of got the ultimate team player in 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 Ingolo Kante, uh, who everybody was absolutely. I mean, the, honestly, the talk about uh, from most supporters leaving the ground was what they'd seen from Kante more than Fabregas in some respects. That. That passage of play where he won the ball back about four or five times, covering about 100 metres in the process. You know, he he's the guy, he's kind of the glue that, puts, you know, brings it all together, really, isn't he? It binds it all together, do you think? 
Well, you know me, anyone who speaks to me about it, um, I, I like the creative player. That's probably why I go with Fabgas and, and um, sing more praises of the creativity than I do the negativity. Um, but listen, his job is undoubted, um, Kante's. It's, uh, he's doing a fantastic job. And I have to say, Matic did the same job a couple of years yeah. ago, and he's still doing a yeah. good job this year as well. You know, let's not forget things. Um, last year was a write-off for a lot of players. Um you know, even the stars and so on. Everyone, you know, the season was was a poor one, full stop. Um, but this year, uh, Matic has come back to his best. Kante has been a revelation, and he it has been, uh, proved a good buy. Um, the similarities to Claude Makélélé, of course, uh, are there for everyone to see. And you know, the comparisons are uh, are bound to come up. Um, Makélélé was arguably the best in his position. Kante is arguably more mobile. Um, Kante, yeah. uh, Makaleli tend to sit a lot more. Kante tended to can, tends to roam around the field and get around the pitch a lot more than perhaps Makaleli does, and still manages to do the job. So I'm not I'm not going to be the first or even try to say he's better, but um, he, he for me seems a lot more mobile than perhaps yeah. Claude Makaleli, who was the best in the world at his position. So listen, for those teams that need one, we've got one, and we've got one of the best. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think the other thing is, of course. Uh, I mean, I just love the way he, he, you know, a lot a lot of midfield players like that will, you know, I, I've got no problem with this. They'll go into the tackle hard and they'll win the ball, and you know, and the man will will disappear somewhere as well, and that's okay by my book. But what I love about Kante, he nicks it from them, you know, so he he doesn't get as many yellow cards as a lot of players in his position might do. But of course, when he does nick it, he gives it to somebody, and that helps to create something. So. I think having a player like Kante in there really helps the creative players in the side to do their job, and, and, and that's what I want to see. So I, I think he's a fantastic little player. I really do. Yep. It'd be interesting end of season player of the year vote, wouldn't it then? Well, it's interesting, yeah. I mean, there was a bit of talk about that this weekend. I mean, not not, not just from the supporters, but from, from a lot in the media, you know. And, of course, generally, uh, you know, uh, the player of the year... Uh, Either, either for the, the you know the, the the one for everybody and the one for us will go to a creative player. But it'll be interesting to see if Kante gets a look in because uh, you know I, th- I think I think he's worth a shout. Anyway, um, there's been a bit of news this week, Kerry, as uh, as as uh, or, or, or as or Donald Trump might say, fake news perhaps because uh, there's rumours that Conte, our beloved manager, has apparently, according to Tito Sport, already signed a deal to go back to Inter Milan. I'm reliably informed that it's an absolute load of rubbish, but. Uh, uh, I think it it, it 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 maybe hopefully will focus the mind on Chelsea to sign him up on a long deal because he's he's pretty integral to our success at the moment, isn't he? Well, it doesn't surprise me. I've said it time and time again, and uh, I said it when uh, Costa was offered the Chinese money. Apparently, um, if indeed that be the case, that his head was a ter- head was turned, or or indeed it was an injury um, in and around the January transfer window. <clears throat> success will bring attention. Um, good players, good managers will also be sought and uh, the temptation will always be there. Um, I don't believe that he signed a new contract. I don't <clears throat> I don't believe, and I, I stand to be corrected here, that it's legal to be signed by one club and sign another club unless you sign uh, yeah, six exactly. years, uh, six, six months of your contract <clears throat> left or something in regard to what players do. But I certainly don't think that managers could be signed on by one club and actually sign an agreement with another club. So I, do, I doubt very much whether that that be the case. But but nevertheless, it doesn't surprise me that uh, top clubs and uh, top positions and 
Antonio Conte will be linked with him. Um, he's a top manager and he's proved it once again. Um, if he decides that uh, Milan is better than Chelsea, then there will be an issue. But if he's happy where he is and he's happy doing the job he does and he, he's decided he likes it in London, then I really don't see uh, a need for him to be moving anywhere. Mm. I think you also got to add factor in, of course, that Inter Milan are very unlikely to make... Uh the cup for Champions League football next season. And, you know, if you're a manager of Conte's stature, you want to be testing yourself against the best. Uh, and not only will he, I mean, almost guaranteed to be doing that with Chelsea next year, I think he's also got the opportunity to really build something here. And I think, uh, you know, judging from what he did at Juventus, that, that's the kind of thing he would like to do. So I, I can't see any truth in the rumour, but I really obviously hope he stays. Um, I mean, it's interesting enough, you mentioned Costa a minute ago. There's There's been more rumours about the Chinese still interested in taking him away. Um, I, I wonder if that's a more likely outcome than Conte leaving. Um, don't really like commenting on rumours. Um, no, well, neither, uh, really. Like, I, like, like I've said, um, I do believe that uh, a successful player will always be sought after and, you know, their desires will be tested by finances. Um, Costa wouldn't be any different to any other good player in the world. You know, um, money's there, will turn your head. And it's what you really want out of life. It's whether, you know, I can't believe they want money, but it's a staggering amount. And once again, if they're going to come in with them sort of terms and uh, packages, then his head will be turned and any player's or manager's head will be turned in that position. Um, it's all about what you want out of life and what him and the club decide. If he decides to stay and he wants to be here, then so be it. If in the summer the club and him decide that money is going to be the key issue and you know there's no point in having an unhappy player who wants to go somewhere else and, and so on. And I imagine a deal possibly would be done. Um, January, I don't believe, was the time um, for that. In the summer, if that be the case, and it would be better if it was done early, if that be the case, um, it gives Chelsea a chance to sign plenty of other forwards around, you know, Diego is what he is. Um, but if he wanted to leave in the summer and the money was extortionate for both club and player um, and the player wanted to go, I would probably say, let's do the deal. Um, mm. You know, unhappy players is not what any club wants. And if you're an unhappy player, you saw last season, the team doesn't benefit from unhappy players. Yeah. It's better they move on and uh, the club moves on. But we're, we're talking about conjecture here. We're talking about something that might not even happen. So, yeah. um, but it's yeah. a possibility. Yeah. Well, I think I think the interesting thing is is that it's a story that's just not going away, and and I think that makes it interesting in itself. Although you know, judging by how Costa looked uh, on Saturday, he looked like a very happy player to me, and a cracking goal he scored too, wasn't it? Of course, yeah. I mean, how many of them this season? Um, like I said on the show last week, that you know, let's hope he continues scoring goals um, and goes on to win the Golden Boot. It seems like only a few weeks ago when we were talking about a gold drought you asked me about and I said, was I worried? Uh, <laughs> nope. No, that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see. It was a great goal and, I, I, you know, amen to that, basically. I mean... Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? 
Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, moving on uh, to, to reality, uh, Kerry, uh, we've got, uh, I think, quite a tough fixture coming up on Monday night against, uh, um, you know, local rivals West Ham. Uh, on You know, I just be, well, I, you know, it's interesting, actually, because we, we talked a little bit about the run-in uh, on last week's show, and, and I think there are some, some fixtures that, whilst on paper they look, oh, well, you know, we should pick up three points there, I think that they might be trickier than they look on paper. And I think, actually, for me, West Ham away is one of those. Would you agree with that? Without doubt, I think uh, previous encounter this season it shows that uh, that be the case, and you know um, they're going to fight. They raise their game. Um, it's a London derby. You know Chelsea used to be the same when we got Tottenham and Arsenal. Everyone tries to pull out that extra ten percent, and it, it it provides with an improved performance generally. Um, you know it's it's a tough fixture. Um, you know the crowd are going to be hostile. Um, albeit the new stadium for them is not perhaps as intimidating as Upton Park with the old bowling ground, as they call it. Um, but nevertheless, uh, it's not going to be an easy game. I think Chelsea will shade it by the odd goal. Um, I really do. But I add a, a word of caution here. If Chelsea aren't up for the fight, and that will be the first 10, 15 minutes, where, you know, they'll get a short, short, sharp shock because West Ham will be, you know, going full blast I believe at it um, and, and you know Chelsea could come under pressure it's one of those pictures where a possible banana skin is there waiting and it's up to Antonio Conte to get his players in the right mindset which I'm sure he will to understand what it's all about if he, if he doesn't already um, one season in the Premier League he will understand what all games mean um, you know and people in and around there like John Terry and that will, will quickly if, if he needs advice We'll, we'll tell him what it's all about. Every game's a difficult one, but they're all difficult for different reasons. Um, you know, you can go away to um, Sunderland. You know, you, you can go up the north on a on a cold, wet night, or you can have a London derby on a Saturday afternoon. It, it could be anything. But this is going to be a London derby on a Monday night, and uh, Chelsea have to be ready for it. If they are, I think they'll win. If they're not, there is a potential banana skin. Yeah, I, I think that's a brilliant, brilliantly summarised there, mate. I think that's absolutely spot on, uh, and I and I do agree with you. I think Conte's uh, you know track record in in bringing titles home tends to make me think that 
he'll make the, the players fully aware that they need to be 100% on it because if they're not, uh, you're right. They, 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 could, they could slip on a banana skin there. I mean, the reality is our record against West Ham, you know, in, in recent history has been phenomenal. I think we've only lost about a couple of times in 21 games. But of course, we did lose against them in the, in the uh, League Cup, uh, I think really, uh, when was it, October or something? Anyway, the bottom line is I can't yeah. see this game being anything like that game because he, he made a lot of changes that game. Uh, and and that was kind of I think either at the beginning or just before we embarked on that on that massive uh, winning streak. So I think we are a very different team now to whatever team he picked uh, at that time against them. So that fills me with a little bit more confidence. Well, um, the goal, of course, is that uh, the Premier League title is uh, within sights, if you like. And um, that time in October or whatever month it was. Um, we were still in a, I'm not going to say disarray, but we were still in a, a situation where we hadn't found our best team, we hadn't found our best form, and results were indifferent. We've had a few good performances, and we've had a few indifferent ones. Um, the West Ham game was certainly an indifferent one. Um, I, I fully expect you know, the focus to remain staying in the side and being uh, a title winner and being part of it. And from that, um, gives you that extra 10% to combat whatever West Ham throw at us. If indeed that be the case, which I fully expect that to be the case, I think Chelsea will, will have the better players, the better team ethic, and I think we'll win the game. Yeah. I tell you, there's the one thing that worries me slightly, and, and it, it really revolves, it's kind of two-sided really. One is whether Andy Carroll plays for West Ham or not. Uh, because, you know, Carroll actually has got a, a, a superb record in London derbies. I think he's scored five goals in his last three home London derbies, and he's scored uh, two of his last, in two of his last three games against Chelsea. But the, the, the corollary of that is that, you know, again, uh, on Saturday, this kind of slight weakness that, that has been exploited a little bit, uh, you know, with our defending against headers, uh, you know, Lorente, who's a good header of a ball, put, put away a decent goal and the marking was a bit lax. And there's a theory that, uh, you know, Moses and Asper Laqueta, uh, you know, are being exploited somewhat by balls being pinged in and across. And if you've got a, if you've got a striker like Carroll roaming around, that, that is a danger, isn't it? Yeah, it will be the case. But, you know, the, the likes of uh, Gary Cale and David Luiz have to step into the uh, yeah. step up if you like in, in this situation Andy Carroll is undoubtedly a man that needs picking up when the ball's uh, going to be crossed and that should be the first port of call get tight enough so that you can't get a run at you and they know how to defend they're international defenders um, you know and, and you pin the bloke you know if you allow him a, a, a jump on you he's, he's, I think he's about six foot four he's, he's, he's very good in the air he's, I mean yeah. he's, he's his main strength and he's going to cause you a problem um, and if you can't win the first header um, you've got to make sure people in and around that situation, the defenders, the Aspilicuetas and, you know, uh, anyone else uh, who's going to be in and around that, the Canties and so on, the Matiches, um, they've got to pick up the second ball. So, you know, that is his danger. But, you know, it's not all about Andy Carroll. I, I hear what you say. But Andy Carroll, if you, you know, if you shut down the crosses and you, if you do the right thing and you defend properly and you pin him and you get tight and you don't give him no space, you know, it can be defended against, you know, his overall record is what it is. He's a, he's a decent player and I'm certainly not knocking him. But, you know, he doesn't get 20 goals a season too often. Um, so, you know, whereas he does pose a threat in the air, um, he can be defended against. Mm. He's got a pretty good record overall. Just got to make sure we get it right on the night. Yeah, 
Too, too right. I mean, you're right, actually. I mean, another thing is that, you know, Antonio, who's been in really good form for them recently, is suspended. So, you know, on the other hand, you know, that's a little bit of an advantage, one might think. OK, time to nail our colours to the mask, Kerry. Uh, you, uh, you've already said you're going to go by the odd goal, but uh, how many, you know, is it is it a 1-0 or a 2-1 for you? I, I think 1-0 uh, or 2-1. You know, I, I, like mm. I've said before, this Chelsea team can rise to the occasion. And it wouldn't surprise me to see a Diego Costa 1-0 win. Um, or an Eden mm. Hazard show. It's one of them that the tight games I've said before. Hazard's capable. You know, I don't doubt West Ham will try and give him some stick and take him out and, and so on. But he's got to rise above that. And it's the sort of game that Eden Hazard can produce. And uh, mm. it wouldn't surprise me to see him uh, turn in one of their performances and, and make it all happen for us. And, and Diego Costa perhaps to get the winning goal. Mm. So you're going to go for a 1-0? I'll go two one. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. listen. I'll give. I'll give Andy. I, I haven't given him no stick, <laughs> but I've, I've said he has the greats. But it, if you've got a record like he's got, uh, there is an opportunity for Andy Carroll, and I'm sure he'll be determined to show um, once again on television that he, he's a striker of some worth. Um, I'll go two one. Yeah, I, I tell you what, man. I'm inclined to agree with you. I was going to say two one as well. I'm going to stick with that. Um, what, what I would just one final thing actually on the West Ham game. Um, would you start with Fabregas or Matic? Yeah, it's one of them. I've I've always said to Fabregas. Uh, I think this is a game for Matic and Canty. Uh, my own. Right. After me saying that Fabregas should be in. Uh, good point you raise. Um, it's one of them games. I, for me, it would be Canté and Matic. Sorry, yeah, Seth, I, if, I you mean, like, get... <laughs> if you like, if you listen. Yeah, well, I apologise too because he was so phenomenally good last week. But it goes back to what we were saying ages and ages and ages ago about horses for courses, and I think. You know, at home, when teams are going to, you know, be a bit more negative uh, against us, then we need Chesk to unlock that door. But I think, uh, you know, playing away is a, difficult, is a different kettle of fish entirely. And I think, A, they'll, they'll be quite physical, West Ham, but also they will attack. And I think perhaps we do need that security of having Matic with Kante there. So I would agree with you about that. Either way, um, you know, let's hope the boys bring it home again on Monday. And, you know, basically, I think Conte was saying that we, we, he thinks we need 29 points to secure the title. So I think we are getting down to that countdown stage. So, you know, let's chalk another three points off. Uh, now, before we uh, get into the match on Monday, there's another very important little do tomorrow night, isn't there, Kerry? I think it's the launch of the premiere of your of the film about you, the documentary about you. Yes, um, the first film premiere. We've, done, we've got three sorted out for the next three Fridays. Um, yeah, the first one tomorrow... Um, Promises to be a good night, as they all do. Um, looking forward to it. Hopefully, the film is a success to what it is. Um, Chris Burnett, who's put it together, is a good lad. Um, yeah. I've seen it. It comes across however people prefer to view it. It is what it is. Uh, it's a truthful, honest thing. It's an assessment of my life, the ups and the downs, and uh, what I'd like to think now, slight up again. Um, so it tells its uh, story pretty much in its entirety. Um, obviously, it has to be documented, and uh, certain things, um, you know, can't be put in the film um, for one reason or another. But you know, people will see it. People will have the opportunity to buy it once the premieres are finished. Um, I hope people take it for what it is, um, because it is what it is, um, and you know, people can learn from it. I've always said that people can learn from what's happened to me, what didn't happen to me and how easily uh, things can change for you. 
But uh, I had a, I've had a good life. I'm not complaining. And um, hopefully it will continue in an upward curve the way it's going here on in. Well, that's great. I mean, it does it does look like a cracking night, and I'm I'm really made up for you, mate, because I think you you thoroughly deserve to, to to have a few nights like this. But I think there's going to be some special guests there, aren't there? Yes, I understand uh, there are going to be. I mean, I've not even been told of all of them myself. A lot of the ex ex players are turning up. My understanding is um, the likes of uh, Chris Burnett, Harry Harris has been instrumental in getting a lot of them. Um, so, you know, um, there are a few ex players. Um, going to come and you know as I say it's it's going to be a good night hopefully yeah yeah well as I said best of luck with that just quick I think the, the DVD because it is going out on DVD isn't it and that's going to be available at the end of March I think isn't it yeah once the premieres are finished I understand yeah, yeah. uh, it would are... be, be wrong to have it be wrong to have a premiere and then do, people can see it on a DVD before that so that, uh, the DVDs will be going out uh, once the premieres are finished yeah, and I think uh, from what I recall, because Chris is a lovely chap, and of course people will recall I interviewed Chris and we talked about the film um, a month or so back, but I think if anybody's interested in getting a, a DVD when they're released in, a, in about three weeks' time, then you need to go to midnightproductions.co.uk forward slash footy legends 100. So there you go. Kerry, uh, all the best for tomorrow night, mate. I'll be thinking of you. Um, shame I can't be there, but I shall be there in spirit, and I'm sure it'll be a cracking night. Uh, and as I said, you deserve it, mate, and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you very much, Dave. Let's hope we have three points and more encouragement from the boys on our quest for the Premier League title. Here, here. Amen to that. Have a cracker, mate, and I'll speak to you next week. Take care. Thanks, Dave. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.